0: seated. Welcome to Westminster this morning, however long or short a time you've been coming here. This is a place where we come to encounter the living spirit of God and to grow in community and in service. So welcome. Let us join together in our community prayer, responsive community prayer. Loving God, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. If you know me, you know God. Jesus said, Ask me for anything and I will do it. it Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you and I will come again. Jesus said, believe in me and follow me. The Holy One says, open your heart, for I am waiting there. Come close to me and I will give you rest. Amen. Amen.
1: I'd like to invite the children who are worshiping with us this morning to come join me up here. I wanna show you one of my favorite apps on my phone. All right. It has gotten me out of so much trouble. Hmm. So one of my favorite apps here is this app. It's called Maps. All right? This is great because I can open it up, and it will show me the way to wherever I want to go. Not only will it show me the way, but it will tell me how long it will take me to get there, it will provide alternate routes if one route is too busy. It, if I accidentally make a wrong turn, it'll reroute and show me which way to go. This has gotten me out of so much trouble. Wherever I want to go, it shows me the way. Not only that, it talks to me too. Let me see if I can make it make it talk. It says it's loading, so we'll see. But I don't even have to look at my phone. I can just be driving along and it'll just tell me where to go. I love it. Okay, let's see. It. let's see if it'll... See. there you go. Starting the route. <laughs> That's great. Now, this is helpful if I have a place that I need to go. It'll get me there. However, it's not so helpful in showing me the way in other parts of my lives. For example, I wish there was an app on my phone that could Show me the way when I'm having a disagreement with my friend. Just, you know, something that could give me a hint about what to do, perhaps. Or something that could show me the way when I'm in an argument with my parents. Like, just just something on the phone to give me a few hints. What should I do? What should I do? Or something to show me the way when I'm about to meet a bunch of new people and I'm not really sure what to say. But I was thinking about it. And you know what? I don't need an app on my phone for that. Because there is someone who has showed me the way already. Any guesses on who that might be? Think about it. You're here in church. What's always a good guess in church? Yes?
2: (laughs) Jesus! All right!
1: Was that what you were going to say too? Yes! Yes! And you know the way that Jesus has already showed us if we're in an argument with our friends, if we're having a disagreement with our parents, if we're trying to meet a lot of new people. The way he has showed us is love. You know, according to Jesus, anytime we're in a relationship with someone, if we act with love, that is always going to be the right thing to do. So if we're having a disagreement with our friends, maybe if we can reach out to them with a kind word, or maybe if we're having an argument, if we can try to see the other person's side in love, we are never going to go wrong if we follow the way of love. That is better than any app on my phone could be. Because all I need to do is show love. And that will show me the way anytime I'm having any trouble with anyone else. Now, it may not be magical. You may not fix your disagreement like that. There may still be stuff you need to work out. But you can never go wrong if you show someone else some love. And I I thank Jesus for showing me that way. All right? So give it a try this week. See how many people you can relate to with love. All right? I think Cindy is standing right back there. Yeah, they're gonna follow her into Finley Hall and start Sunday school in there.
3: Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the love.
0: We come to a time of shared prayer, and as a variation on how we pray today, we'll use a bidding prayer in which I will share some areas of concern, perhaps family or friends or our world or our environment or desires for healing. And in each of these areas, I invite you to call out brief names or places or phrases that come to you. And not to worry if other people may be doing so at the same time, because all of this is held in the spirit of the one who knows us and loves us. And also, some of you may wish during this time to pray for those areas or concerns in silence, and that is fine as well. So let us join together in prayer. Compassionate one, we gather with much on our minds and hearts. There is much in our lives and in our world to celebrate. There is also much that arouses care and concern. And we offer our prayers to you, knowing that you will hear and trusting in your love. We pray for people and places in our lives that bring us joy. We pray for family and friends who are carrying heavy burdens. We pray for people and places in our world who are living in fear of violence, and we pray for peace. pray for people and places in our world in need of healing. We pray for that which divides us and we pray for reconciliation
1: Access to
0: we pray for pray for places and creatures in our creation in whom your presence is made known to us. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Gracious God, you hear the prayers of your people offered in the name of the one who teaches us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven.
4: Today's scripture passage is from John fourteen verses one through fourteen. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I could would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him.
0: Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it is holy wisdom, holy word.
1: So a man died and went to heaven and heaven appeared to be this enormous house and an angel was showing him around and leading him down one of the hallways and they passed a room and in the room there were several people dressed all in white and they were still sp- Spinning and spinning around really fast. And the man says, What's going on in there? And the angel said, Well, those are the whirling dervishes, part of the Sufi tradition. They're very lively. And they, they keep walking and they pass another room. And in that room are several people seated very quietly in meditation to the sound of a gong. The man says, Well, who's in there? The angel said, those are some of our Zen Buddhists. They're very quiet. You would hardly even know they're here. They keep walking, and they're about to go around a corner. And the angel says, now, I ask that you please pass this next room very quietly. The man says, well, well why is that? And the angel said, well, in the next room, there are several Christians, and they think they're the only ones here.
2: <laughs> quiet.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sure you heard peter say it i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me i'm sure many of you have heard those sentences before they're definitely the most famous out of the passage from john's gospel that we heard today and unfortunately they're famous and not necessarily a good way as that story illustrates. Those sentences have been used by Christians through the years to proclaim that Christianity is the superior religion. In fact, perhaps that Christianity is the only true religion. You can't know God, you can't get to heaven, you can't be considered God's beloved child unless you're a Christian. I mean, it says right there in the Bible, right? Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to God except through Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but that way of reading this passage, that exclusive, restrictive, even arrogant reading, makes me, at least, very uncomfortable. In fact, it goes beyond uncomfortable. I just flat out do not believe that that could be what this passage means. There are many ways to love God, many ways to worship God, many ways to know that one is God's beloved. Well, if that's the case, then what do we do with these slightly tricky sentences? Now, I I could preach until tomorrow. I I could even preach till next week, sharing all of the different things that biblical scholars have had to say about these two sentences. That's all it is, two sentences. But for today, I'll stick with just a couple of ideas. The first is this. As we must do whenever we read the Bible, we need to consider the history The context, what was happening in the religious and social landscape at the time. The writer of John's gospel was writing to a very specific community. A community of people who had decided that they were going to follow Jesus. And they were struggling. They were having all kinds of conflicts with people of the Jewish tradition at the time. A tradition that they had once been a part of. And they were struggling for their very survival. Their survival both as a faith community and as individuals. People who were daring to choose to follow Jesus. So this passage was not meant to be some bold statement on all of the world's religions. It was simply meant to celebrate and to lift up this faith community to give them something to grasp onto in their identity as a new community of faith. Retired Episcopal Bishop John Shelby Spong says that we might consider the community saying this, we know of no other way that we can come to the God of our fathers and mothers except through this Jesus Spong then continues, that was a testimony to their experience. It was not a prescription claiming that they possessed the only doorway to the only God. It was an attempt on a part of the early disciples of Jesus to validate their experience, journeying through Jesus into the mystery of the God they had known in Israel. Spong then concludes, it's amazing to me that this would someday be used to judge all other religious traditions as unworthy, wrong, or even evil. Now, this passage is particular, but it's not exclusive. It is simply lifting up the very distinctive beliefs of a very distinctive community. Now, when we look at it that way, it makes me wonder you know, what are we? as Christians doing today to celebrate the distinctiveness of our Christian community. You know, there's a reason, I think, why you all are choosing to worship here today at Westminster Presbyterian Church. You know, we're not at Kol Shafar, the Jewish synagogue up the road. You know, we're not out at Green Gulch, the Zen Buddhist center out in Muir Beach. We're not over at the Islamic center of Mill Valley. Now, I have a profound respect for all of those religious traditions. I know that there is much I can learn about God and about myself from any of those traditions. In fact, I have visited all three places, and I have grown deeply in my spiritual journey because of what I have learned there. But still, I am a Christian. We are a Christian community. And it is important for us, like that early community in John's Gospel, to lift up and celebrate our distinctive Christian faith. Now, one of the ways we do that is when we come to the Lord's table, when we remember together the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, when we remember the promises that he made to his disciples that last night of his life, When we remember how amazingly inclusive that final meal was. Jesus sharing that meal even with the person he knew was going to betray him. And we also remember here at the Lord's table, Jesus' final commandment to his disciples to love one another. You know, the passage where he gives that commandment to them immediately precedes the passage that we heard today. They have shared this meal together, and then Jesus tells his disciples, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That is the tradition that we celebrate when we come here to this table. And it also brings me to the second point I wanted to make about those two pesky little sentences. It's actually printed on the cover of your bulletin as well. When we think about Jesus being the way and the truth and the life, what is his way? It's love. What is his truth? Love. What did his life embody? Love. So yes, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life because love is the way and the truth and the life, and people come to God through love. Now, one of the names that we have for that love as Christians is Jesus. But there are many, many different names for that love. Pastor and author Roger Woolsey says it this way. He says, All who follow the way of unconditional love of radical hospitality, of loving kindness, of compassion, of mercy, of prophetic speaking truth to power, all who follow the way of forgiveness, of reconciliation, the pursuit of restorative justice, by whatever name they follow, and even if they've never even heard of Jesus, they are fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, And his way. Now, this one makes me wonder are we living like that? You know, if we are declaring that we are Christians and we are boldly following the way of Jesus, are we? You know, before we start to worry about people of other faiths or even people of no faith finding their way to God, how are we doing at living the way of Jesus and his love? You know, if you didn't get too bogged down in those pesky sentences early in the scripture passage, Jesus actually has some more things to say later on. He says this, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these. Now be careful not to get caught up in the mindset that you've got to work your way into heaven or work your way into God's love because that's not what Jesus is saying here. In fact, he opens the passage by promising us that he is going before us to prepare the way. That in fact, God's house has many dwelling places and there is room for us all. We are beloved and cherished just as we are and yet we are also called to do the works of Jesus, to do even greater works than Jesus, to follow in his way. He also tells his disciples that whoever knows him knows God. So could it be, could it be that whoever knows us, whoever sees us following in his way, whoever knows our love, and compassion and mercy. Whoever knows our works of justice and righteousness, whoever knows us, might too know God. I wanna share a poem with you. It's called The Face of God, and it's by Andrew King. We thought you wore the skin of thunder. Spoken verbs of storm wind, majestic and mighty as lightning upon summits, unreachable as the cold and silent fire of distant stars, hidden behind a curtain in a temple, an untouchable invisibility, approachable by the highest priest only. And then somehow the veil was parted. We gained glimpses of the glory of the nearness of your love as the hurting were healed, the outcast befriended, the lost restored, and everywhere the powers of death had their dominion challenged by the son of a Jewish carpenter from Galilee. If you have seen me, said Jesus, you have seen the Father. And we do see you there in the gospels, (laughs) healing in synagogues and in houses feeding the hungry on hillsides, embracing the lepers and the sinners, turning over tables in the temple, nailed to a cross of injustice, but risen. Greeting women at the graveside, sharing bread with your friends, the dominion of death overturned, approachable, reachable, the accessible God visible in the skin of Jesus but you are not done. Not content to wear such skin only in the pages of the Gospels, the many-colored, multi-shaped body of Christ, the church wide as the nations of the world, bears your image where it acts in your love, still feeding, still healing, still teaching you mercy making you visible not in great structures nor in high saints alone, but in the ordinary persons in the pews, as here on a day like any other, a woman making dinner and packing it, knocking on the door of a neighbor newly home from surgery, the face of the one receiving it lit with thankfulness, the face of the one freely giving like the face of, of God. Amen. may be seated. I invite you to take a look at all the announcements in our bulletin, find ways that you might plug in here at Westminster. I want to highlight just a couple for you coming up on May 21st. Uh, First, we're having a new member orientation that day. If you are new to the Westminster community and are interested in joining as a member, We were invited to that immediately following worship at 11.15. And then a little later in the day, at 3 o'clock, our Spiritual Life Commission is hosting a special event over at Blackie's Pasture. Julie Barnes, who has been with us before, who does all kinds of work on outdoor spirituality, is going to be leading a couple of practices there at Blackie's. For all ages, a chance to get outside and uh, worship and experience God in a new and different setting. And I invite you to just take a look at all the other things happening here at Westminster. And now as we come to the Lord's table, we are reminded that all are welcome. All are invited to participate in this meal. You'll be invited by the ushers to come down the center aisle. Just take a piece of bread from the plate, dip it lightly in the cup, and that way partake of both of the elements together. There'll also be a plate available of gluten-free bread, if that's important to you. Ted and I will be standing here on either side. If you would like a time of additional prayer, we will be here to pray with you. And you're invited to return to your pews by the side aisle. We often like to sing when we participate in communion together. There's some hymns listed if you would like to join in the singing. Now, Jesus reminds us to come to the table in peace. So I invite you, as you are comfortable, to stand and to share the peace of Christ with one another.
0: Nice to be with you Pat, nice to be with you Judy, nice to be with you. This is the table of the way and the truth and the light, the table of love, the table of caring and of sacrifice, to which all of us are invited, whatever our condition or situation. All things are welcome to you at this table today.
1: God be with with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. Let us pray.
3: As we gather at your table, as we listen to your word, help us know, O God, your presence. Let our hearts and minds be stirred Nourish us with sacred story Till we claim it as our own Teach us through this holy banquet How to make love's victory known Gracious Spirit, help us summon Other guests to share that feast Where triumphant love will welcome Those who had been last and least There no more will envy blind us Nor will pride our peace destroy As we join with saints and angels repeat the sounding joy and now may we join with those saints and angels
1: to sing our praises together
0: Our Savior took bread and broke it and said, This is my body, broken for you. Eat this, remembering me.
1: In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and he said, This is the cup of the new blessing, the new covenant, which is sealed in my blood. It is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it, he said. Remembering me, come, for all things are now ready.
2: Of love. of joy. trust him.
0: give thanks today for this one who came before us and to us and taught us and healed us and blessed us and sacrificed on our behalf and showed us and invited us into a better way with these elements we have taken his spirit into our bodies our very being May we embody this grace in our lives living so as to express that spirit in this world. And we ask all of this in his name.
1: Amen. I invite you now to stand as you are comfortable for our closing hymn. As you go from this place, know that the love of God, our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now, goes with you always. Amen.